Hello and welcome to the Cooper Lydon Solo Comedy Hour, an hour of Cooper Lydon doing solo podcasting. Wow, what an idea. Most of the time it's fun to have a banter, a partner, show that you're a human that another person would want to hang out with, but boy, do I not have that option. I've been trying to be smarter lately. Um, it's... Uh, it's actually going fine. I'm not getting smarter, but it is, I'm having a nice time. I, uh, so I spend all my time just listening to like other comedy podcasts. I just listen to other people who are funnier than me. And then I come on here or other podcasts and I pretty much just try and copy them for an hour. Um, and that's why it, it turns out pretty boring. And today's probably going to be pretty boring, too. But, you know, maybe we're getting somewhere. I don't know. I've been listening to this guy, um, Slavoj Zizek, which um, some of my cool listeners might have heard of. He's a very trendy, modern-day Marxist philosopher. People got mad at him because he he's from, uh, I think, Yugoslavia. But people got mad at him because he said that Trump would be a good idea because he was like, oh, Trump is going to make the Americans realize how fucked they are. And then they're going to rise up and have some sort of a, a workers revolution. And um, that didn't happen. So I think he now doesn't stand by that opinion which is listen it's a lot of people said that might happen a lot of people because i think people believed that um trump would actually embolden americans to do something and it didn't it made us organize a few times which i think is pretty funny that it's like protests i feel like did those even exist before revolutions, I feel like people used to just revolt. I feel like if a bunch of fucking people got together, all in a group, standing outside of City Hall, they went in. They went inside. But nowadays, we don't go inside. We just get megaphones, and then we stand outside, and we're like, fuck you. And it is fun. I will say that. It is fun. I remember... It's not supposed to be fun, though, is the problem. I think that's the problem with a lot of American protests is they're, like, kind of a good time for everybody, I feel like, not just white people. Like, it just makes you feel good to be around all those people, which is fine, but we're pretty obsessed with just being in a group. We're, like, you know, and maybe during the pandemic there were a lot of protests. That's why it was exciting, too, because you're just in your home, and then you're like, oh, I can get out. And I can go march in the streets with hundreds of people, but nobody is going to be mad at me. And that was pretty exciting. One one protest I went to was about, um, I think just it was generally against cops. It was outside of the um, the the county attorney's office. Um, I think it was what's her name, Jackie Lacey or something. She sucks. Um, and mothers of victims of police brutality went up on the stage, which was outside of her office, and talked about losing their children to police brutality. And it was very powerful. 
mostly somber speeches, a lot of crying. But there was one woman that went up and called Jackie a stupid, raggedy-ass bitch for about five minutes. And I'm not summarizing her speech. I'm saying that is pretty much what she said for five minutes. She was like, my son's dead. This fucking bitch is in there making a shit ton of money. Fuck this bitch. Fuck her. I hate her. (laughs) It was cool. It was very cool because it was a nice situation where somebody is saying some wild, although not untrue, still wild shit, and nobody can really tell them to stop. Because if I got up there and did that, they'd be like, okay, we agree, but you're just a dude, let alone a young white dude who's not really the one who's supposed to be speaking here. But she got up there and was just talking mad shit. Just fucking mad shit for like five minutes just calling her a bitch. And I was like sitting there, I was thinking, I was like, I wonder... Because the point is for Jackie in, in her office, in her ivory tower, to hear all of this. So I was wondering, I was like, I wonder what speech got her the most. I wonder if... The ones that were crying really got her because that's not against, like it is against her, but the words themselves are more just like, this is what you're a part of. So you want to believe that maybe that is what would get them. But also you realize that these people are kind of heartless and that's what puts them in these positions. So I was like, honestly, I bet that mom calling Jackie a raggedy ass bitch was probably the most impactful of that day. Because Jackie's probably just sitting in her office just being like, fucking, you're a bitch. What do you mean? I'm not a bitch. Doing my job. Why am I a bitch? What the hell did I do? I didn't do shit. Fucking bitch. Which I feel like is what those people respond to. You know what I mean? As politicians. They hate. They're very petty people. I think all of them. And I think they're trained to not respond to emotion. They're trained to see a person cry and then tell them to vote blue no matter who, or whatever, you know. But they don't have a lot of good experience with being called loser-ass bitches, which is why Trump won. They don't know what to do. They're like, okay, well, I don't know about that. And then it's like, no, you are a bitch. And then they just don't know what to say, which is funny, and I do like watching, you know. But... So yeah, that guy, that guy Slavoj, he liked Trump because he thought shit was going to happen, and then it just didn't. We just started a bunch of hashtags, and we didn't do shit. So some people kind of hate him and think he's an asshole, and I don't know all of his beliefs. You know, he's a real, he's a real uh, separate himself from mainstream beliefs kind of philosopher, which, you know, usually means that, like, people will you know, talk about gender identity, and he's like, I don't know, you know. To be honest, he seems to be completely in support of, like, LGBTQ rights and things like that, but at the same time, he is a Yugoslavian or Slovenian intellectual, so it's like, he is in support, and then he just talks for five minutes, and you're like, I honestly have no idea what you think about this, but I know you're not being phobic of all this, so I'll say that's fine. I've been listening to lectures from him. 
just been listening to lectures on shame. He was talking about shame and relating it to governments. He's he he had a lecture called the 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 main purpose of ideology, ideology in the modern age is uh to rid people of hope. Um, could I tell you what either of those talks were really about? No, not at all. But I'll tell you one thing. It feels better as you're in the car or you're cooking or whatever that what you're listening to is a guy that's written 50 books as opposed to a guy who is just a funnier version of me. Like, I shouldn't listen to them. You shouldn't listen to people who are people who you kind of just want to be. In some, like, like in, in such a specific sense. Like, I shouldn't spend my time just listening to other comedians talk because then you just end up being the dumbest person in the world. And you just start believing things that they said and then people are like, oh, you must like him. And then you're just a guy that likes him, you know, which usually him. For a guy like me, it's just a bunch of other dumb white dudes that I'll listen to. And they're great, but if you listen to them all the goddamn time, you really don't have much to say. Which is, I don't know, I want to start just knowing about things that I guess at least most people don't. Not to be smarter, but just because I can't stand another day of all of my talking points being like, yeah... I heard Shane Gillis or Tom Segura on a podcast talking about this, and it's like, they're both hilarious, but that can't be how the fuck I talk to people. It's so goddamn embarrassing to be the I heard it on a podcast guy, and that is most of me. Because the thing is, it's like, listen, I fucking have no life experience. I'm 23, so I don't have a lot of shit to talk about. I have very I have a few fun stories and that's pretty much it. And and when you do comedy since you're 17, too, you're not spending a lot of your time like partying, like you have weird situations, but for the most part you're just sitting in rooms with other people who have spent too much of their time doing the same thing. So the problem is if I'm in conversation and somebody says something that reminds me of a podcast, I will then just start telling them about a part in a podcast, which is not fucking conversation. You know what I mean? That's not something interesting to listen to. This is barely interesting to listen to. I'm talking about how I have nothing to talk about, you know? And, you know, maybe you're sitting listening being like, hey, Cooper, maybe you should live a more interesting life. And if you say that, I disagree. Because I have no idea what that fucking means. And I feel like there are a lot of kids now, especially with like wanting to be YouTubers and shit. There are a lot of people now that are like, I want to live a crazy life. I want to live a life that you can film. And it's so fucking sick. And people want to watch it. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's a stupid way to go about doing fucking anything. One time in high school, my friend... for some reason, got in the trunk of his friend's car. I guess to go somewhere or just to be in the trunk of someone's car while they drove. And there was a hole in the trunk. Either, either I don't think he punched the light out, because I don't think he'd do that to his friend's car, but there was a hole in the trunk. 
and they were on the freeway, and then he put his... Or no, what am I saying? He just opened the trunk on the freeway. Just on the freeway, he's in the trunk, and he opened the trunk. Like a fucking idiot. And he opened the trunk, and then he just started waving to people behind him. Not realizing that if you are on the freeway, and somebody is in a trunk, and they're waving at you, most people in the world will believe that you are being kidnapped. And those people behind them called the cops, which ended up in a police chase of sorts involving helicopters, which his family was fined for because helicopter fuel costs a lot of money. And it was such a dumb, worthless, stupid fucking thing to do. And then when we when he told us about it, we were like, yeah, man, that's like really dumb. None of us were like, whoa, that's so cool. Because he didn't really do anything. He was just a part of something, which maybe is the whole point of life. No, but he didn't. It's not like he really did it. He just sat in a trunk and then he was dumb enough to open up the trunk and wave at somebody on the freeway. But he told us that and we were like, that's really fucking stupid. And he was like, yeah, but it's a good story. And it's like, barely. I honestly feel like, because I feel like when people say like, oh, that's a good story. They are, are these people that believe that maybe at some point their life will end before they die. You know what I mean? They're like, well, I'm young now. I'm going to be crazy. Then I'm going to have kids and I'm going to stop gathering stories, which in many ways is understandable because you can't be in a trunk on the freeway when you're an adult or you're a parent. But at the same time, it's like a very uh, gay-ass capitalist way to live, to just be like, well, then I'm going to get a job and I'm not going to do this anymore. And then, <coughs> then it's like their way of being is now like this weird confidence they have where I'm like, well, where they're like, oh, I, I used to be crazy, you know what I mean? I could tell you some stories, but, you know, now I just make a bunch of money. And it's like, what kind of fucking life is that? You know what I mean? Like, why'd you stop making stories? Why'd you have to stop being interesting to live the life that you wanted to live? You're telling me you want the beginning of your life to be fucking amazing and then the back half is just like you settling down and telling people those stories that's like the most boring guy ever you know what i mean because in actuality it's like everybody's got like one to three really interesting stories from their life and a lot of people barely have one but this whole idea of, like, you're going to be the six-year-old smoking a cigar in his mansion talking about how cool he was when he was 20 honestly means that you're just going to be boring the fuck out of your grandchildren who think you're, like, just an arrogant fucking asshole who really doesn't have much to talk about. Like, that is really what you're going to come off as. You know what I mean? So, no, I am not going to try to live a more interesting life. I'm just going to continue trying to be a comedian and see if anything interesting happens, which seems like the way to live life. It seems pretty contrived to just be like, oh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go do stuff for the story because then it's like, well, did you enjoy doing it? You know what I mean? That's a tough thing for a young person. 
especially when you're a young person like me who's not fun. Like, I think I'm all right in conversation, but I'm talking about, like, wild, like, doing wild. Like, I'm wild in the way that I'm, like, mentally ill, you know, and one time I punched a guy in the face at an open mic. You know, I'm wild in that way, but I'm not, like, hey, let's do, let's make a slip and slide on a golf course kind of wild because my first thought is, like, well, that's going to be cold and I'm going to be all wet. And then we're trespassing. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way I think, but I think it is tough for a lot of young people who, you know, people are like, oh, you got to go out and you got to have fun, you know what I mean, you got to go out and have fun while you can, and I agree, but I don't think the answer is go out and have fun, I think the answer is go out and do what you want to do, because you still have the energy and time to do it, and chances are that will be fun, but the whole thing of like, have you just met these people that are, like, really interesting, boring people? You know what I mean? Where, like, you ask them, like, you know, if they were talking about themselves, they'd be like, I've been skydiving. I've been hiking in the Alps. I, you know, uh, I'm fucking, I'm on a carnivore diet. And it's like, all right, but I've already, like, heard of, these things the fact that you've done it does not make you interest you don't have to be an actually interesting like person you know what i mean like you meet these people that have things that they've done in their life to talk about but they're still such a boring person to the point that you just want to be like why did you even do that shit like what did you get out of it i remember one of the most boring people I've ever met. It was on Christmas night, I think. I think it was Christmas night after I had had a family celebration. I met up with my friends, and they're like, hey, we are going to go do mushrooms at my girlfriend's house. So we go to my friend's girlfriend's house, and we take the mushrooms, and my friend's girlfriend's roommate is there, and he... It's not on mushrooms, and so we're all hanging out, and the mushrooms start to hit, and, you know, it's, like, uh, not too crazy. You know, I've done them before. I knew what to expect. Everything's fine, but they begin hitting as my friend's girlfriend's roommate is telling a story about volunteering in Portugal, I think, and... um he talked like, yeah, and then we um, got to this town, and beautiful people, and, buh, buh, buh. and he's, this guy spent like six months there, and, you know, I hope he didn't do it for the story, because he's so fucking boring to talk about, and he was... Talking about, like, uh, teaching kids over there and making those connections and talking about a really beautiful thing. Flying across the world, immersing yourself into a culture, giving back to that community that you are in. And it was kind of amazing how nauseating it was to listen to him because as these drugs were hitting, I was looking at him and I was like... This is the most boring guy I've ever fucking talked to. This is the most 
fucking holy shit is this guy boring and it took everything in me to not just yell out and be like bro I hate listening to you so much you are the least interesting person I have ever met I hate everything you have to say please shut the fuck up don't tell anyone about anything you do because you suck at that god damn it I hate this and somehow I did not <laughs> and an outburst I'm a little sick I'm sorry I hope you guys don't get sick from watching this but I did end up having a bit of an outburst later in the night because uh, my friend and somebody else that we were tripping with who I had not met started talking about the uh, interstate highway system which I think was started by Dwight D. Eisenhower and it is a connected system throughout the entire United States, it is an amazing feat of engineering, and listening to it made me want to kill myself, and I'm very good friends with one of the people who's explaining this, the other person was a complete stranger, but I kind of forgot that, so in the middle of them talking, I just started yelling out, I was like, fuck, god damn it, shut up. This is so goddamn boring. I'm trying to fucking listen. I'm trying to care. This is the most boring thing I have ever fucking heard of. And, uh, you know, my friend Nate laughed. I think some people kind of got that I was joking. It wasn't terrible. But uh, the girl that was also explaining the Intercontinental Highway System, who I did not know, was the most offended I have ever seen anyone be offended. Um because I got quiet after that, and I just sat while they continued talking about the intercontinental highway system. And then when they finished, my friend was like, all right, we're done, Cooper. And by that time, I had really thought about it, and I felt bad. And I was like, no, man, I, I'm sorry. It's an interconnected system, I understand, which sounded completely sarcastic and bullshit because of the way my voice sounds. But I apologized to my friend, and then I tried to apologize to this other girl that was explaining the intercontinental highway system, and she just went like this. And she was like, no, no. It was like she was, because she was on mushrooms, and she didn't know me, and I had just essentially yelled at her, not just her, but her and my friend, about how boring what they were talking about was. So I understood the state she was in, and how we probably weren't going to be friends for the rest of the night. Um, and you know, my friend Eli was there and he was in agreement that this was a horrible place to be doing drugs. And the things that we were talking about while on drugs were fucking horrible to listen to. And so I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to get out of here. And I got in my car and I sat down and then I was like, fuck, I'm too high. I can't drive my car safely. It's a holiday. They're expecting people to drive drunk. If I go and I get pulled over, I'm fucked up on a, an illegal substance. I I can't leave. So I had to fucking walk back to the house and tell them that I was too fucked up to leave. And they were like, ha, 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 it's all right. You know, take a seat, whatever, let's hang out. And then I sat there and quietly ordered an Uber and then abruptly got up and was like, all right, I'm leaving. The whole time I'm asking my friend Eli, I'm like, hey, man, do you want to go? 
I know you think this sucks too. Do you want to get out of here? You can hop in my Uber, go to my house, get an Uber to your house. Let's just get out of here whatever way we have to. And I don't know what was going on in his head, but he was like, no, 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 let's, no, let's hang out. And I was like, for what? For what are you hanging out for? For this to continue sucking? What are you talking about? This sucks. I don't understand it. And so I had to leave him behind. And I got into the Uber just high as hell. And I remember looking out the window over the Los Angeles skyline, knowing that I was leaving that terrible situation and smiling more than I have ever smiled. I have never felt so happy to be out of that situation. I was just like, fuck. We made it. Holy shit. We fucking made it. But it did hurt. It felt like leaving Vietnam because I had to leave Eli behind. And that hurt that I couldn't save him. And I didn't know if he was going to get out of there okay without being bored to death, you know. And hey, if you found that story interesting, maybe there's something to be said about being able to tell a story. Am I good at it? I hope so. You know, maybe that's the problem. Is that other guy had a way interesting thing to talk about than me going to Portugal, but it was the worst fucking thing to listen to. But I was still able to talk for a few minutes about just being a bummer. You know what I mean? It's very hard to listen to people who are just not interesting speakers. And I have this problem as a comic, and a lot of comics run into this problem, which is like an embarrassing problem, but it is a true thing that happens where (laughs) you hang out with comedians all of the time who, I hate to say it because it sounds so hacky and so stupid, but truly are trying to be funny all of the time, truly speak a lot, you know, more recklessly. I'm not even saying like a non-PC being offensive thing. I'm just saying like everything's kind of on the table. You know, like your experiences, your trauma, your beliefs, that's all kind of on the table to voice openly. Um, You hang out with people like that all the time. And then you hang out with people who do not do that. And it's not their passion to speak and be heard. And they're just some of the most boring people you've ever met in your entire life. You know what I mean? Like you just, you meet a cousin's boyfriend and you're just like, fuck, dude, like... You suck. You know what I mean? You're just like, dude, like, what the fuck do you mean your hobby is craft beer? Like, I drink, I drink every fucking night. I don't call it a hobby. What are we talking about, you know? And I never want to be one of these comics that's like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't like talking to regular people, you know what I mean? I like talking to fucking com, but sadly, I do. They are much more interesting people. And I think partly because it's, uh, you have to talk to different types of people all the time. The more you do comedy, the more different types of people you talk to, and so you're not really able to stay in a bubble of conversation. Um, 
there's a lot of people you talk to where you're just like, oh, I'm just talking like to the internet right now. Like I'm just talking to a person that just has a group of friends that all are into the same thing. And I just, I guess I just have to fucking be interested in what the fuck they're talking about or this conversation's going to suck, which is always true. You always have to be interested in people, but I'm just saying there's just these people that you can tell they just talk to the same people all of the fucking time. You know what I mean? And it's just like, damn, you're telling me that NFTs are interesting because I can almost guarantee that they are not at all, you know what I mean? They're like not, and they get so excited about shit that just doesn't fucking matter, you know? One time I was at uh, I was at dinner with some comics and then some people who were, I guess, kind of in the industry or whatever, but they were they had jobs and um, this one guy was was so amped on Decentraland, which is something like the metaverse. It's some sort of crypto online forum that you can be in visually. I don't fucking know. I, I guess it just, like, is the metaverse. I don't know if it's multiple names or it's a different thing, but this guy was fucking amped on it, and he was like, yeah, you can build anything, you know? There's countless amounts of real estate in Decentraland, like, and we had just come from the comedy store, he's like, you know, like, the comedy store, like, you can make the comedy store in Decentraland, and then you can send your friends an Evite and be like, yo, come to the comedy store, and you can chill at the comedy store, and you can see people do stand-up with their avatars in the metaverse, and the whole time I was listening to him, I was just like, but we just came from the comedy store, like, as humans that can, like, touch and feel and see real things that are in the world. And now we're eating a real dinner with real food, with real people. And it was just so funny because he was so fucking interested in what he was talking about. And it was the most boring shit in the world. And it's just one of those guys that you talk to and you're like, yep. You you mostly talk to people who think this shit is interesting. That's this is that's most of the people you talk to. You can say the stuff that you're saying to me and they're not going to sit there and be like, "Damn, this is the most boring shit in the entire fucking world." You know what I mean? It's like it's just interesting how somebody can because that guy was rich, obviously. Probably rich off of, like, crypto and shit. And it's just so interesting how you can be an on-paper, you know, financially successful person. Maybe you have a, a hot partner that you use as a trophy because you're kind of a piece of shit. And, you know, you have all those things. But it's like, you're so goddamn boring, you know. And a lot of people who are really successful like that are super fucking boring because they've invested their time not really in a life of like experience and learning and growing and shit like that. They've they've invested all of their time into fucking investments and numbers and making money and they just absolutely blow to be around, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I think there's something to be said about uh performing to different types of people and what that gives you. Because I think it gives you a love for people. You know, it's like Argus Hamilton said, comedy is just love with laughs in between. 
it's a comedian at the comedy store. So, you know, what that means to me is like you have to love your audience and you have to show them love. And you have to give them love because not every single word you're going to say is going to make them laugh. You can't. You have to set up jokes or whatever. So what goes in between is you being a cool fucking person and those people feeling comfortable. Those people wanting to listen to you. Which means that sometimes you perform to crowds that you don't want to love. But you do because it's just going to be shitty if you don't, you know what I mean? And some people are fine with that, and maybe they're more principled than me, but I don't know. It's like, you got a job to do, so you got to fucking be cool to these people, you know? You got to be a good time as much as you can, you know? But some people are very hard to love. Like, I was doing a show in Paso Robles recently at a casino card room, and I didn't know this about Paso Robles, but apparently it's, like, pretty hick-ish. It's pretty white over there. It's actually, I think, apparently, like, a hub of clans members, which is wild because you're in a place called Paso Robles. But I did not know that. You know, I knew that most places outside of L.A. and California are conservative. That's just the truth. If you go anywhere outside of L.A., San Francisco, maybe Sacramento, I don't know, Um, you find that all of those people are conservative people. They're very conservative people. They're the kinds of people that you see rallying on Fox News with those, you know, weird haircuts all the women have, and they all wear almost like a tarp kind of shirt. You know, they're very, like, Christian, just always looking like they're coming or going to a golden corral. You find that that's most of California did a show recently in Paso Robles, and um, I was looking around, it's pretty conservative, and I have some parts in my set where I talk about being pansexual, which is, uh, you know, already embarrassing enough to talk about, and I know that most people listen to it, and they're like, I don't really know about that, I don't really know what that is, you know what I mean, it's not like anybody's, nobody's really amped to hear about me being a pansexual, you know what I mean, so I was already a little nervous, um, and then I saw a guy, he was a biker, he, he was a real biker, he was actually in a gang of some kind, and I knew that because he, he had a vest on, but he only had a bottom patch, and then he had a side patch, which means he's still, I don't know, I guess younger in the gang, he's not fully patched, you know, um, it's a biker gang that follows the rules of biker gangs, you know, like, they're doing it, they're doing it big, he had a little flag coming out of his back pocket, and the theme of the thing was green. That was their color. Um, but he, he had a hat on that had the SS symbol, the symbol for Hitler's secret service, his Gestapo, um, which is pretty hardcore. I mean, I've performed to Trump supporters. That a, a decent amount of the people in that room were Trump supporters. I've performed to those people. But I've never performed to a neo-Nazi. never had to do that I've never had to love a neo-nazi you know what I mean I've never had to really show affection for a guy that may or may not want to kill all of the Jews you know and so I saw his hat and I thought about my set 
where I was going to talk about pansexual, and I got nervous, and I walked outside to smoke, and so did he, and then he turned around, and he saw my hoodie, this one, that says Grateful Dead, and he was immediately so excited. He was like, oh shit, you like the dead, man? That fucking rips. And I was like, yeah. He was like, you ever seen Dead and Company in concert? And I was like, yeah, I've seen him, you know, like four times or so. I saw him at the Hollywood Bowl, a couple, two shows, two nights in a row. And uh, explaining to him my experience with going to those shows over the years. And he was like, that's fucking cool, man. I've been to seven of those shows. And he was like, do you like John Mayer? I'm like, I think he's okay. He's like, yeah, I don't really like him. I don't really think he gets you know, Jerry's melodic sound, you know, I don't really think he epitomizes the sound of the band, but, you know, it's really just great to hear the music played, you know what I mean? It's really just great to be there around other fans, the band, you know. So he was like, he was saying like real deadhead shit, you know, he wasn't just like a sort of a fan, like this dude obviously loved the Grateful Dead and being a neo-Nazi. So... That's the kind of thing that you run into when you do stand-up is you have to go to towns you've never been to that you don't know anything about, and you have to learn pretty quickly the kinds of people that you're performing to, and if you can, change your set to those people. Because I went up, I told a joke about an Instagram page, went very well, broke the room, they weren't laughing before. Uh, and I told a joke about going to McDonald's. They fucking loved it. And then I started talking about being pansexual, and they dropped off. And I was never mean to them, and I could tell that they still weren't really bothered by the material. But boy, did I begin to bomb. And then I told a joke about Trump, which is from a liberal perspective, but it's not, like, necessarily anti-Trump. It's just the whole bit is... Me saying, hey, we should just let Trump win again because the country's not looking great as is, so fuck it. Let's just let him win again. And then I just began to bomb. And I probably shouldn't have done either of those jokes. It's, you know, it's why you got to have different material. And that's what good comics do is they, you know, format their material to the crowds that they're performing to. And you learn to do that after you go around the country and you start meeting different people and you know it's funny because um having a certain job to do kind of takes you out of just dismissing people completely as pieces of shit or people you'd never want to talk to because a lot of people most you know good people I just had a fucking minute-long aggressive coughing fit, and I should not be doing this podcast, but listen, you guys need to hear my goddamn thoughts. But most people, when they see a guy like that, um, would just dismiss him because he's a piece of shit, and he is a piece of shit. But what's interesting about comedy is that you can't dismiss those guys. Those guys are the people that bought a ticket, that part of that money is going to go to you. And you have a job to do, you know, which is to go up there and to fucking 
do the best you can, you know what I mean? And try and make those people laugh. And do I think that Nazis should get to go to a comedy show and laugh? I don't know. But I guess if they're at the show laughing, it's better than if they're not at the show hate criming, you know? So I guess to that extent, it's not the worst thing to be a part of. It's not the best. W- Listen, would I prefer my crowds to not have neo-Nazi bikers in them? Sure. Do I get to really choose that at this point in my career? No. Would I be a better person by not choosing it? I don't really think so. Like, if I insisted that that guy be kicked out of the bar before I go on stage, first off, I don't think they would have kicked him out. And second off, who am I keeping safe? The other fucking conservative white people in the crowd, which sadly don't have a huge problem with that guy being a fucking Nazi, you know what I mean? It's like, where? what am I getting out of being mad at that guy i don't i don't know um yeah i mean that's that's uh that's why it's tough we're gonna call it a short cast today we're just gonna call it um if you have any fun stories um from anything that we've talked about in any of the episodes uh, you can send them in to uh cooper is alone at gmail.com uh thank you so much for listening i love you